Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. We're so fortunate that the Low Country's home to a vibrant art scene and a culture and a history that really, really is unique. Hilton Head has a new Director of Cultural Affairs in Natalie Harvey. She's called Hilton Head home for over 25 years, and as of October, she leads the charge for all things arts and culture on Hilton Head Island. She stopped by the studio for a few moments to chat about it. Let's listen. Well, Natalie, you have been around the block and are so familiar with the island and all its offerings. We're so thrilled to have you at the helm um, of arts and culture. And obviously, we're in we're in that coming out of fall, coming into winter, that time where there's just such a great, great grouping of festivals and events and all kinds of great things happening. Talk a little bit about Crescendo this year. Talk a little bit about what's coming down the pike. and the Yeah, there's realm. there's always something around the corner, isn't there? And, and all the new facilities and parks and events that are happening. Um, you know, of course, annually we have our gala celebration in, in February, and that just seems to have grown and grown with more organizations adding on events throughout the year, you know, that kind of focus us back on that unique culture here on Hilton Head. Um, then we jump right into St. Patrick's Day, which is going to have its evening before. They're going to have um, concerts with several of the the pipe bands. So that's going to be exciting. And then we sort of, you know, we all break for heritage, right? We have to. Um, Absolutely. It, it takes over all of our all of our minds and um, efforts to entertain all of those guests here on the island. Uh, so then, you know, the summer we we focus on our, our tourist season and um, lots of smaller live music events and, and things that cater more to our visitors. Um, and then by the fall, we get ready with our kickoff for the seasons for our theater and the orchestra. Um, we focus on Crescendo in late October and November, which is run by the Arts Council and it's open to all arts and cultural organizations. And it's a month-long celebration of arts, culture, and heritage here on Hilton Head. Well, let's talk about the Lantern Parade. Wow, has that grown into something special and spectacular for Hilton Head Island? Oh, it is absolutely magical. Um, I'm fortunate that I've participated in all the different iterations of it, from marching in the parade um, in the, you know, the first year, doing the parade in place when we had our, our COVID restrictions, and then as a, 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 you know, just watching it from the beach. And then last year, about three weeks after I arrived as the new director, I was in charge of the parade. So um, all those different experiences, we had an amazing turnout uh, this past year with about a thousand people we counted in the parade. And I'm guessing four to 5,000 people as spectators on the beach. That's spectacular to see. It really is an amazing, amazing event. I look forward to seeing that one grow. I think that's fun for everybody. You know, we do the largest survey of our community. We do a resident sentiment survey. And the thing that they say it is about tourism that they love the most is that's what provides so many of the amenities that we all love, the arts and cultural, and helps support those organizations. Talk a little bit about how visitors help support yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just think about all the wonderful restaurants that you like to go to or the stores that you like to go to. And um, they really rely on those busy tourist um, seasons for us to enjoy, you know, this time of year where things are a little bit quieter, um, where we can really get out and explore and try those new places. Um, but for our arts and cultural organizations, you know, um, it's really important to have those those visitor experiences over the the, the busy season, 
Um, we bring in, you know, a lot of accommodations tax dollars for those visitors that come to festivals over the year. They come to the Concord, they, they come to Crescendo, the Lantern Parades drawing more and more visitors. Um, so it, it has an impact, um, you know, on the economy locally. Um, but I think, you know, it also helps us, we have a, a small full-time population compared to a lot of other places, but the depth and the breadth of the arts and cultural opportunities that we have here is truly unique. Yeah, we are truly blessed to have this size town that we have and the year-round resident numbers and have a symphony and and the arts and cultural offerings that we have are just literally second to none. When it, you look at the galleries, you look at what's happening and it's, I think people are often astounded when they see the lineup. Yeah, it's true. When people are planning their vacations now, they're looking for unique experiences. They're looking to get to know a place and and think about how we all like to travel, right? You you don't you're not just going to to the the hotel that you could stay at at home, right? You want to have a unique experience, and you know we have a great art league and great theater. We have you know our musical performances. You can go in any restaurant, you know. And, and find some amazing local musicians. So it's really been um, great to see this community embrace all of its different arts and cultural and heritage organizations and all of the groups really working together to collaborate on different events throughout the year. It's not just during our Crescendo Festival, but when you have you know Historic Mitchellville and the orchestra putting together a gala series that's sold out, um, you know that, that that's a win. Everybody wants to go. That gives me chills when you talk about that combo. What a great way to communicate and and just the richness of, of who we are as an arts and cultural community. If there's one thing you wish residents understood about Hilton Head Island from an arts and cultural perspective, what would that be, Natalie? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I think it's really important for our islanders to get out to experience as many different um, types of experiences as we have. Um, you know, I thought I was pretty well versed with what our island had to offer in my previous position and have been involved in arts and cultural organizations for years, but um, I didn't always get to attend the plays or the concerts. And these last few months, I've made a, a really conscious effort to get out to enjoy those. So I think I would encourage people to just, you know, you don't have to do something every night, although you could if you wanted to, um, you know, pick pick a few organizations that you want to get to know this year. Um, pick up the phone and find out if they have a, a concert or an exhibit that's going on. And, you know, you might get to meet some some new community members that you've been cross paths with before. That's kind of a fun way to look at it. Just, just to look at something new you want to experience this year. Just discover something in your own backyard. We talked a little bit about the economic impact. I, I think people always think of it, it's a nice to have, it's a quality of life aspect, but they forget that there's an actual economic impact behind it. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, sure. It's um, it's really important. And, and I think you would probably agree when you're asking visitors, you know, what do they, what do they look for when they're looking for a destination, right? It's a an experience, and, and like you said, it's it's not just a nice to have. Um, we we as a community know that it's important to our residents, um, but when you speak to visitors and they they come here, and I, I met a lot of them at Crescendo opening this year, and they said, you know, I'm staying across the street here in Palmetto Dunes. I ha I heard about this event, and we're making sure we come back next year because we've just found this amazing group of activities. Um, I ran into people at the Rock and Ribs who said, oh no, we've already booked next year. And um, and that's just one event throughout the year. Um, 
We surveyed people at the Lantern Parade and, you know, we didn't capture everybody because they were all out on the beach and I needed a lot more volunteers. But um, out of the ones that we surveyed that were even participating in the parade, about 15% of those were outside of our 50 mile radius. So they came in to actually march in our parade. So um, those people are staying on Hilton Head. They're going to our restaurants afterwards. They're shopping in our grocery stores. They're, they're visiting and they're encouraging their friends and family to come with them. I think sometimes we often mistake, you know, our arts and cultural community and the offerings as all event, event, event driven. And in reality, you've done such a great job. If you peek around just about any corner on Hilton Head Island, you're going to see a piece of public art or just something whimsical and fun that puts a smile on your face. Talk us a little bit about public art. Yeah, it's really great. Um, you probably remember the exhibitions that were over at Coastal Discovery Museum at Honeyhorn. Um, the Community Foundation started the public art project more than 10 years ago now. The first exhibit was in 2011. And um, those happened approximately every two years. Um, and by 2020, that project had been taken over by the Office of Cultural Affairs. The Community Foundation worked through um, you know, the best practices and that turned over to the town, which is really exciting because now there's a real effort to look at this in a bigger picture and intentionally place sculptures in either new or redeveloped parks. So you're going to see from the town um, a more conscious effort to, as a park is being designed, find the right spaces, um, identify sculptures. And, you know, public art doesn't have to be just a piece of sculpture. You know, it could be um, a poetry reading, a recording that you can have on a QR code. It could be a video link as they've been done at several historic sites. So um, public art is something that is more than just a sculpture. It's a great way to look at it. And you heard the volunteer word. Everybody, if you are interested, there's a great way to volunteers to dive into our arts and cultural community. Nellie, where can people go if they want information on how they can volunteer, what events are happening, what's a great place for them to contact? Yeah, sure. So the Office of Cultural Affairs has a website. It's culturehhi.org. And from there, there's an uh, events calendar where we try to keep up to date on everything that's happening in our community. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to check every week because people are adding things all the time. But at the least, you can find a directory of a lot of our organizations, our galleries, um, musicians that are have registered on our site. So it's a quick, easy way to find those. And um, then there's also a sign up to get the Culture HHI newsletter, which I try to send out weekly in our busiest season and about every two weeks the rest of the year. And that will give you some links to activities that are coming up. What a great resource. We're thrilled to have you there and we're looking forward to spring. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 